Welcome back, everyone, in our series about God's revelation to us through the book of Revelation with uh, His Grace, Bishop Yusuf. We finished chapter 4 last time. Today we'll start chapter 5. It's a first part of it is a continuation of chapter 4. So what we saw in chapter 4, the heavenly scene with God sitting on the throne and, and the 24 elders and the four incorporeal creatures. Now we will continue with chapter 5. Chapter 5, Sayyidina talks about the beginning of it at the right hand of him who sat on the throne, like we learned last time, he was God the Father. There was a scroll with seven seals on it. So what's the story of this scroll? Many people, when they read the book of Revelation, they like to read it with the book of uh, the Gospel of John. And they say, John, in his Gospel, revealed or explained to us Jesus, the bridegroom. And the book of Revelation about the bride, the church. And several scenes in the book of Revelation are similar to the scenes in the Gospel of John. So if we go to John chapter 20, we'll find the tomb and the tomb covered with the seal of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we see this scene means Christ is dead, the end of Christ, you know. And Mary Magdalene is standing crying mm. because there is seal on the tomb, mm. you know. And when we look at chapter 5, they compare chapter 5 with John chapter 20. There is a seal here, mm. uh, the scroll uh, with seven seals. So seven seals means seven is a perfect number. So there is seal here confirming that this scroll cannot be opened. Can, no one can open this seal, you know? And some commentator said, this seal is the seal against us, is the, the judgment against us. Mm. This judgment, no one is able to uh, remove it. Yes. The judgment of death, the judgment of eternal condemnation, the judgment, of, you know. So all these judgments are the seal that after the fall of Adam and Eve, you know, we were sold yes. to death, being sold because of our sins to death. And, and sin, Satan reigned over us. Yes. So uh, let's keep these two images together because in a few minutes I will uh, connect it actually with the Divine Liturgy. Mm. You know there is one Lifafa that Abuna actually used it from the beginning of the liturgy mm. till uh, after the Anaphora. This Lifafa started Abuna using it when he chose the, the lamb. And then, after he covers the prosferin, he puts this lefefe as a seal. Then he holds it during the reconciliation prayer in front of him. After reconciliation prayer, he put it on the left side of the altar. And then after the anaphora, he rotates the lefefe because this lefefe will end on the chalice. So, 
I like to make a connection between this lifafa and the seal, the, the seven seals mm. that John also uh, saw on, on this scroll that is sealed with seven seals. Mm. So we'll elaborate between sure. this. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so uh, after that, he says that there was a, then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth was able to open the scroll. So St. John started crying. Yes. First, I like to refer that this about the intercession of the angels. The angels actually care about us. Yes. And they say, who can open the seal? Who is worse to open the scroll and lose its seals? People who deny the intercession, there's an act of intercession of the angels, you know, on our behalf. And no one, neither an angel nor archangel, nor a patriarch, nor a prophet, was able actually to remove the, the seal of death, the seal of judgment against us. And John is crying here, because no one is found to open and read the scroll, because this scroll has its judgment, which means mm. our judgment is eternal. Nobody, you know, and, and permanent, nobody can remove it. It's the same way where Magdalene cried, because their hope in Christ vanished before the seal, seal of Pontius Pilate on the tomb. Christ dead, all hope is gone. So. John is crying for the same reason why Mary Magdalene was crying, crying. because yes. there is no hope now. Mm. No one can open the seal. No one can remove all this judgment against mm. us. So no one can save us. <laughs> yeah, no one can save right. us, exactly. Uh, that's the same thing as what we say in the liturgy of St. Gregory. You did not entrust anyone with our salvation, yeah, not an angel. Neither an angel, nor an archangel, nor a patriarch, nor a prophet, exactly. Actually, again, your Grace just said that the angels care for us, and this is a very good example. It says that one of the elders, uh, one of 24 elders, like one of the heavenly ranks, said to me, do not weep. So he cares about him. Exactly, and comfort us, right. do not weep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do not weep, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll. And then he said it's a lion, but then in the next verse we see that it's a lamb. So is it a lion or a lamb that took the scroll? <laughs> yeah. Again, the angel said to Mary Magdalene, why are you crying? It's the same, you know, why are you crying? Then she looked and, and she saw a gardener, mm. although he was Christ, Right. you know. So the same, same message here, you know, lion or a lamb. He's a lamb, offered himself, but he's a lion because through his sacrifice, he became our king. So he is the lion lamb. He is both lion and lamb at the same time. He is the son of man, appeared like a gardener, you know, weak, died on the cross, but he is the son of God who actually came to redeem us and to raise us with him. So he is a lion, because he's our king, and a lamb, because he shed his blood. In verse 6, there is something that is very uh, interesting. It says, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain. He was slain, but because he rose from the dead. So he is uh, standing, standing. risen, yeah. 
alive, but the wounds is still there. So the wounds in his side, in his hand, in his uh, feet, still there. So a lamb standing as though it has been slain. That's actually the, the image of the risen Christ, who rose, but he kept the wounds. Also the word standing, I mean in this translation it stood, but the word standing reminds us of that he is always standing before the Father to intercede for us. Yes, yes, standing always, interceding by his blood. By his blood. Yeah, because he's our intercessor. So uh, verse 7, then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne from the Father. And then when that happened, the 24 elders, they bowed down and took their crowns, crowns off yes. in front of the Father. It also says everyone had a harp and they had golden bowls full of incense. So they, they have work like they, and they are praising God for our salvation. What is that work? Let me go to the Divine Liturgy. This lifafa uh, that Abuna mm. takes with him, during the choosing of the lamb, they say it symbolizes the knife, by which actually, like Abraham, mm. when he took the knife uh, to slay the lamb that he offered mm. on the mountain instead of Isaac. So we can see this, Lifafa symbolizes death, the, the judgment against us, you know. That's why after Abuna chose the Urbana, the lamb, he covers all it, all the Urbana with this Lifafa. Mm -hmm. And he put the cross on it. Jesus, and he put in oblique way, Jesus carrying his cross, carrying the sentence of death instead of us, dying, slaying for us, you know. And after the procession, you know, and Abuna unwrap it, and after Thanksgiving prayer, this lifafa will be the seal, you know, which Pontius Pilate put it on the stone, means he's dead. You cannot steal his body and say he's risen. He is dead, you know. But, and also this seal, or this scroll, is the enmity is the wall that separates us from God the Father. So it's interesting that the same seal in the reconciliation prayer, Abuna hold it and as if he say, the sentence of death separate me, separate us from God. Mm. You know? And the deacon stand in front of him holding the cross because only through the cross this seal is knocked down. That's why at the end of the reconciliation prayer, I'm going to take this lifafa and put it on the left side of the altar, his left side, and the prosperine is removed, it symbolizes the resurrection of Christ, but the, the, the seal is still there on, on the left side. Then, while Abun is saying agios, he rotates uh, in order to put it the chalice, because the seal is completely done with or taken or removed completely in with the blood, the blood of our Lord. That's why it ends on the blood of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here actually uh, we can see the lamb came by his blood to remove the seal completely to save us, to remove death, judgment, curse. He carried our sin. He carried our uh, death. He carried our curse. 
Saint Paul, he dared to say he became sin and he became curse. Mm. You know, when I read these two verses, you know, it's very difficult to say about the Son of God. He became sin, he became curse for us. But that's, he took this scroll and loosed all, all the seals from it. And that's why once he did this, you know, there was a joy uh, in heaven. L like during communion, we say, praise God in all his sins. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him uh, for uh, his greatness. You know, this joy because he took the scroll and removed all the judgment against us. We can see here the harps, the golden bowls lifting up the prayer. It's interesting that during the enmity, the prayer did not reach God. We, we said in the lamentation of Jeremiah on Good Friday, we prayed, but you did not mm. listen. You were closed with wrath. Mm. But once the seal is broken, you know, our prayers now can reach God. In the tabernacle of the Old Testament, the altar of prayer, the golden altar, was where? Not inside the Holy of Holies. Outside, there was a veil. Mm. So even the offering incense here, but there was a veil. Mm. But now this veil is broken. The middle wall is knocked down. Mm. So now the prayer entered into the Holy of the Holies before the throne of God. Mm. So they offered this prayer here in this moment because now there is reconciliation mm. we, we can approach God and we can pray to God directly that's why here the removal of the seal or opening its seal is connected with you were slain have redeemed us to God by your blood out of the tribe and tongue and people and nation and that's why this seal ended by the blood on the blood on the chalice mm. Because as he said here, redeemed us to God by your blood. And we became kings and priests. Mm. Not the sacramental priesthood, definitely, but in its spiritual meaning. Because when we pray, we offer sacrifices. Right. Uh, so uh, that's what we call priesthood of laity. Mm. Different than sacramental priesthood. Mm. When I pray, charitable deeds is considered sacrifices. So these are the sacrifices we are offering. As I said in the previous episode, you can see here how chanting starts from the four uh, living creatures, then to the 24 priests, then to all the angels in verse 11. All the angels start to praise God, and they were thousands of thousands and thousands and thousands. And then in verse 13, the praise spread every creature within heaven and on earth and under the earth. So you can see here how start praising from inner circle to outer to outer to outer until the whole creation heaven and earth and under earth mm. praising god for because there is no greater work than the work of salvation mm. that is the greatest work that ever it's a work of love mercy compassion mm. uh, redemption you know it's amazing that's why they they were praising god and giving him blessing, honor, and glory, power, authority for what he did. Mm. Worthy is the Lamb 
who was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, and strength, honor, and glory, and blessing. There's also a couple of uh, words that keep repeating in the book of Revelation. So uh, last chapter we saw holy. What's the meaning of the word holy? Holy actually literally means separate. So when we say you are holy means you are separate. So God actually in his holiness, he's unique, he's separate from every other uh, creation mm. in his righteousness, in his glory, in his holiness, he, he's separate. And when we say we are holy, we are separate from, uh, from the world. So th that's the literal meaning of, of holy, to separate. So he is, uh, St. Paul said, is separate from the sinners and separate from the sinners. He is the only holy and separate from sinners. The second word that we hear a lot is Amen. And so what's Amen? Amen means confirmation. Yes, indeed. So when everybody praised God, you know, the four living creatures said Amen. Mm. And the, the 24. So said, yes, indeed. Every word you said, every praise you said, you know, indeed, he's worthy. Uh, it's meet and right, it's fitting, it's proper to praise Him, to glorify Him, to worship Him, to give Him the honor, to give Him the glory. That's the word Amen. It's a confirmation for it, a strong confirmation. Amen. That's the end of uh, chapter 5. There are more words that will come in the book of Revelation that we will uh, talk about in other episodes. Uh, so hope you join us for the... Uh, chapter 6 next time and the following chapters.